Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall. As I interview leaders in the industry, we'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. This podcast is sponsored by Point Studio. They are the best gripping socks for bar, yoga, dance, and basically all studio workouts. These socks are the next best thing to being barefoot. And listeners of the Bar Variations podcast get 15% off their order with the code BARVARIATIONS. That's code BARVARIATIONS, all one word, to receive 15% off your next purchase at pointstudio.com. Are you a bar addict, a social butterfly, or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar-tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy now, pay later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. Welcome to episode 25 of the Bar Variations podcast. Welcome, welcome. It is the last episode of this year, this season. Um, Always do one a month, but we're at 25 because we had a bonus episode last month. Episode 24, I interviewed Lexi Sukaraft from Dobbin Design, one of my favorite, favorite athleisure and athletic wear in general. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, they're on the holiday guide this year. It's an amazing company, amazing values. And yeah, so that's why we're at 25. It's been two years of doing this podcast. I cannot believe it. If you are listening to my microphone, it is new. So next season on the Bar Variations podcast, I feel like I have to do this voice because the mic calls for it. You'll hear some new and improved intros and audio from me. And it's all about the upgrade, baby. Bar Variations is turning three years old. Very excited. And yeah, we're getting older, getting bolder getting stronger. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of new things that have happened this year. And I hope we're all coming out of it with a little bit more clarity of what we're a yes for and what we're a definite no for. I know personally in my personal life, I don't have time for a lot of aggravation because you know what? 2020 brought on a lot of aggravation. And quite frankly, we don't need any more aggravation this year. (laughs) Am I right? But speaking of new things in the new year, I I like to kind of revamp things, revisit, refine, not necessarily create a whole new thing, but just bolster up what I'm already doing, amplify the things that I love, maybe shave off some of the things that I'm not loving. So definitely be on the lookout for the video library getting a new boost in its offerings. So check that out, get on the mailing list. And some of the things you can look forward to are dropping classes, mentoring, mini workshops, all a part of your membership. So 
I've been listening to your requests. I've been really digging in deep of what I believe can support your work and your teaching. So again, check out the video library, get on my mailing list and stay tuned. With all of this new stuff has come to a point where I have hired a larger team. You know, I have my wonderful assistant, Hannah. So if anybody has uh, emailed me recently, they might've heard from Hannah, but she is one of my people behind the scenes. I also have somebody helping out with, you know, website and now marketing. And part of this revamp and, or not even revamp, but re let's say that, re <laughs> of the video library is coming out of me working with a new marketing team and really highlighting what makes Bar Variations different from other on-demand platforms, different from other trainings. And I'm really here to hit home. It's all about including you in this process I was going to say completing, but no, <laughs> collaborating with you as well. So this is a mentorship driven brand and these additions to the video library and these different membership levels will definitely include more of that. So I'm investing in bar variations. I'm hiring a team. I kind of looked at this past year of, at first I was kind of feeling like I didn't do enough. I had a baby, so I am checking myself right now and I am doing enough. I am doing exactly the right amount that I need to be doing. And I was even pushing, trying to get things completed or done or be a part of things in a time that was so chaotic and turbulent that I took a little bit of a step back, had to just sit in what I had and just feel it out for a few months. And when it comes to the fall, that's kind of my new year, my school year that begins re-looking at what I have and how to make it better. So I'm so, so excited for the new year, not just because it's going to be 2021, because to be honest, I had my baby this year and that was a pretty awesome thing for me. Not to say that I haven't shed tons of tears, felt the loss of many things and even people and places and money. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we're all in that together and it's cliche and corny, but just know that even though I'm at a place right now in my work that I can hire out people, invest in my company, it has been bootstraps, 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 just like you. I've done the hustle. I've been there. I've been trying to pivot, shift, redo, re whatever. And it's time to usher in that new year, take a breath, and really trust in the things that I have got going for me in bar variations. And now one of those things in the new year about trusting who you are is the event BU. This is exactly how BU Accelerator came to be. So Shannon and I have been collaborating for a few years now, almost since the start of bar variations, and her and I align on just wanting to support people, community, being inclusive, but also providing real guides, real tools that you can use, real strategies, and just being real about it and sharing our experience that it's not so pretty in the background all the time, but really what makes your work unique is you. So I hope you guys join us in January and 
invest in yourself. Like I'm investing in bar variations. I want to invest in you. I want to see you create an even broader bar community and see you thrive in it. Oh, I want to now party. I get excited thinking about the work that you guys are doing out there. (laughs) And, And I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, And another person that's kind of been with me on this bar variations journey, been in the community from the beginning is Becky Parker. She is a mom of three. She is fierce. She is grounded and she knows what she's all about. And she's here for the mess guys and super relatable. So I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this interview. Stay tuned and happy end of 2020. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news. For those of us who can't get enough, Bar Goods Co. will add an extra bit of fun to your workout with apparel designed for and inspired by the bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, then you'll be happy to know that they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of bar to the world check out their go-to line of screen printed goodies included workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. Hi, listeners. I'm here today with Becky Parker, who is a Pilates and bar certified fitness instructor and health coach obsessed with empowering women to become the best versions of themselves physically and mentally in and out of the studio. And she's also a guest teacher on the BV Video Library and co-collaborator on the Bump Safely at the Bar Bundle. Welcome, Becky. Hi. Yay. Thanks for doing this. Um, just for con- the context, we are video chatting because, you know, we need a little uh, social interaction with our chat as moms. So <laughs> seriously, we're going to be on this all day. Yes, I get to see her beautiful face. Um, so I asked this first question to all my guests. Um, how did you get your start in movement? Were you a very wee one or did it come later in life for you? So I was always an athlete. Um, I played collegiate softball, um, three sport athlete in high school. And then I was just kind of a cardio junkie for the majority of my life. Um, anything like kickboxing, like I was always that geek in the front row of class. Like I just had to. And then we're we're the same age. Were you a Tybo gal? Of course, yeah, of course, and it's so funny you said that, and I'm so won't get into it, but like I did turbo jams to get into shape for my wedding, so like my, it just comes full circle because it's like a beach body program, but I did it before like I even knew anything about it, so like I'll sit in the worst part is I am not a dancer, like I am Elaine from Seinfeld, so like when you're like, <laughs> turbo jams and like Tybo, like I just go rogue, but it's so much fun, right? No, what I have to say is I am a dancer. Put me in a dance body class or any fitness dance aerobics. And I am also a lane from Seinfeld. I have two left feet. Like I used to love like Steph and all of that, but I like was so uncoordinated. Everyone's like, oh, you'll be so great. You're a dancer. I'm like, no, no, no. It's different. Yeah. Because they count different. 
Yeah. And there's like weird catch steps all the time. Cause it's like, Oh, we got to do the other side. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, um, so I, I just loved them. Right. Cause they're fun. Like yeah. you're laughing, you're having fun. But after my first daughter, my only daughter, my first child, I, the movements that I was used to weren't working. And that's mm. actually how I found bar was through a fellow mom who had just given birth. We probably, our first Bruins were just a couple of months apart. And she just made this post on Facebook that was like, I'm doing this new thing. I don't know what it is, but I've lost like blah, blah, blah. And I immediately, I slid right into her DMs and I was like, tell me everything. Like, tell me your secret. Tell me your secret. <laughs> I'm so tired. Tell me, I'll do whatever. And it was a bar class. So, you know, I went and that was nine years ago. And here we are. And I just fell in love. But so I've always been moving. It's just kind of, you know, progressed. Well, and I love what you say about like, it's not working anymore. And I think there's this idea that like, once you get into something, that's going to be like the end all be all like, as I was saying before, I was a dancer, but I don't, I don't love jumping. It does not feel good in my body. It, it never was really my favorite part of class. Like I could do it, but like, I don't know. I would get me to the floor and I was good. But yeah. especially, you know, you, you have three kids. I just had one so far. <laughs> um, but I was shocked at what my body could do and could not do. And now in postpartum, I'm like, oh, there's certain things that just I don't like. It does not feel great. It doesn't. My pelvis is like, mm, no, you're gonna have to wait on that. Like it's. Not. Yep. <laughs> so it's could so you bad. maybe, um, maybe like do a brief overview of like what was like in and out for you on each pregnancy? So, yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Uh, I know I'm like thinking back if you can remember <laughs> remember I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast this morning um just kidding but everyone is different right like every person is different every pregnancy is different so and I think that it's it's just their like humbling way to remind you that they're the boss <laughs> right because mm -hmm. like I was like oh I can do this again like I've done it before and each one was so different my first one I remember, and in each of my pregnancies, I gained like 65 pounds and that does a toll on its body too, right? Like I'm, I enjoy, I enjoy being pregnant, right? Like I love it. I love, oh, speaking of, I know, I know. He's on. you can hear him, right? He's, he, he was napping for the listeners that are listening in, but uh, you know, he's joining the party, which is, is fine. He's being yeah, chill for a second. <laughs> it's really interesting. I need to wake up. Um, so the first one with your first anything, right? You kind of, you don't know what to expect. People can tell you, you have no idea, right? So I think I was, I, I won't say naive, right? It's your first time. So I thought that jumping right back into like, I'd kickbox and I'd be on the elliptical and my body was like, I'm not sure what you're doing, but no. <laughs> like this is just not going to happen. I tried it. It just didn't work. It didn't give me any results. It didn't, it didn't actually feel as good. Right. Because like, I feel like you almost become 
a perfectionist, or I'm a perfectionist, I guess, when I move, having been an athlete for so long, not feeling happy oh. while moving, not getting results that I wanted. Like, I feel like right. it wasn't my happy thing of moving wasn't happy thing anymore. Right. Um, so that was pregnancy one. Pregnancy two was kind of the same. This yeah. third thing, I think it's probably oh. because I'm not a spring chicken, but... You're a spring chicken. Yeah, it was, it's been the hardest thus far. Um, and I think it's a, a mix of, I'm, you know, I was 38 when I had him. I'm 39 now. And also I have two other mini humans that I'm watching. So right. more about um, working out smarter, not harder. And also mm. like a lot more giving myself grace. Um because, you know, I'm still, I'm a year, just about a year postpartum. And I am still, I don't even know, like up 30 pounds. And normally, like, even saying that, I'm like, really? But like, I feel more confident now than I did in my entire life. And I think it's because I have this new appreciation for what my body did. <laughs> and I think that's also like, through getting my workout in every day. Like I just feel just a little bit stronger each day and I'm getting back to moving because I absolutely love it. It's my sanity. Yeah. It's, um, well, I love what you said like, uh, before, I don't know if that was on the recording, but I was the best mom before I was a mom. Yeah. And I was all the parent before I had kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I definitely was like, I felt really strong in my pregnancy. And I was really sick in the beginning, but my body wasn't changing that much. It was my first pregnancy. You don't pop until later, but I mean, once I popped, I like really popped <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do certain things. And I was surprised like planking was out, like mm -hmm. quadrupeded with a leg back and arabesque totally out by the end. It felt horrible to straighten my leg back there because my pelvis was expanding so much. And when I gave birth, it was great that I was so strong and flexible down there because my son came out quite nicely and pretty easy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't shout that from the mountaintops because I do get the, the like side eye, but you know, I was like, oh, like maybe that helped, you know, you never know. Like thing, yeah. it's in, what you said before too is so true of like, it's not in your control. And it's not anything you can predict. And you, it's probably one of the few things in life you really just have to go through, right? Like you can't not go through it. You have to be in it at all times and figure it out. And also, yeah, giving yourself grace. And that's with anything, whether it's like an injury, like I compare pregnancy to injury, yeah. <laughs> even though it's not in the moment an injury, but afterwards it can for oh, sure absolutely. be an injury. It is trauma to your body. It's trauma. <laughs> so, you know, anybody that, you know, doesn't want or doesn't have or whatever doesn't go through the, through it the same way. It can for sure be related to injury and even recovering. Like I've always been like an avid walker and now I'm like more of a proponent for it of just moving your body a little bit every day. You get a little bit stronger. You're working your body in such a natural functional way. Like sometimes we think, Oh, I need to work out. And I, I miss my workouts like they were before, but I don't have the time right now. I'm primary caretaker. Um, 
coronavirus is still a thing and there's no such thing as a babysitter unless I drive to my parents. Like, and sometimes I just don't want to, and that's not an everyday thing. So the walking, it's like, it can be so simple. It could be holding that plank over your baby. It could be holding a squat while holding them. It doesn't have to be like, he's like chatting with he's me i don't know if you can still hear him but he's like <laughs> like i feel you girl yeah <laughs> you want to be in the interview um but th- this is real life and the reason i didn't arrange care for him for this interview is because i want people to hear that that you know whether you have one two three whoever is in your head it's a lot to manage and to get something in and it doesn't have to be what it looked like before is the point of that long tangent but um I have to say bar is probably the best thing I could have done for myself before and it's certainly the challenge now working back into it you know lunging to the floor that was another thing that like trying to get up and like I was so ambitious like I got kicked out of the hospital like 24 hours after he was born and kicked out is a nice word. They were very kind, but it was also like, get out, don't touch anything, don't touch anyone. And Ugh. I was like, I like got on the floor and I like went to pick him up and to stand up. I was like, I, I literally could do this three days ago. How can I not do this now? <laughs> it's very humbling. It's very humbling. Yes. Um, if you want to be checked at any, every single turn in life, have a kid. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and it only it doesn't it doesn't stop then because then they get older and then they tell you all this stuff that you don't want to hear. It's like a very well, <laughs> what's that? It's like a quote that's like they're like little drunk midgets that like tell the truth. It. It, it, it's exactly like what they what comes out of my children's mouths on the daily is just terrifying. And they also are entertaining. <laughs> yeah, very entertaining, and they will just tell you how right. it is. Like I can. Still remember like me touching my mom's arm and being like, "Oh, it's so soft." Horrible! That's horrible. Like she was, I hate you. I hate you. And I can remember my brother saying to her, "Mom, I don't want you to um, have a hard belly. I like it." That's inside. You're like, "Oh, that's the sweetest." And then you're like, "My belly is hard. How dare you!" Like like, you ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what she said. She's like, it's soft because of you. <laughs> they just, they can't help it. My daughter just made my husband, you know, his Father's Day thing. And I was like, let's do five things I love about dad, right? And the first thing is like, thinks he's funny, but he's not. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, what, like, happy Father's Day, dose of reality. You're not funny. <laughs> like, they just can't help it. So that keeps us on our toes too. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It keeps you humble. Um, so, but you got into Pilates before or after bar? Um, so I actually got in from a, like I used to take random Pilates classes um, at the gym and there's a couple of local studios up where I am that have um, like slight variations of bar. Um, And so I kind of fell in love with, I've always been a mat girl. Like I just, I find myself on the mat. I'm happy. And I joke now that I'm like, I like Pilates because it's like the lazy exercise. Like half the class is laying down. Like, how can you not like this? I don't understand. But (laughs) like, I just, I like being challenged. Um, I'm a stickler for form, 
right? Like I like using my own body to kick my own butt, I guess. And so like I found Pilates first, I would say that was my first um, certification. And then I kind of, you know, everything has like a little variation of Pilates. So like I'm PIO certified, I'm Piloxing certified, which is Pilates and boxing. Um, I have a couple of bar certs, um, but one of them is also like with bar above that has a um, Pilates focus, you know? So I, it's just kind of, I guess that's my first love is my long-winded answer. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, Pilates was my first fitness love as well. And yeah. um, it, there's something to be said about it just being you and your body, right? Yeah. Like it, it's real life. Like you're not going to go outside and like carry around 10 pounds unless you have a chunker like my son. Like it's right. – it's not practical to do certain things. I mean, it's functional training because you're training to have your body function in its optimal way, right? But having you and your body weight and building that strength first, that's why I loved Pilates, Matt. I mean, I got into it because I literally couldn't roll up off the floor without muscling through my quads and my hip flexors or yeah. throwing my arms. And it, another humbling Yes, sir. <laughs> um, another humbling experience. And then also just having like, even with yoga, like having the frame of your mat and having like that proprioception of like where to move and how to like, it just is so centering and well, that's Pilates, yeah. right? One of the principles, exactly. like you're, cent you're centered on your mat, you're centered yeah. in your body. And that's exactly it. And I also think it's, it's something that kind of bleeds into your everyday, right? Like you're sitting there and you're always thinking about your postural chain and like what happens mm -hmm. when you sit up taller and you roll your shoulders back. Like you just feel more confident and you feel like more in control of your life of what, I'm not sure, but like it just, it's a, um, I don't know. It's like a, it's a whole thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, even like a control of your reaction to what's happening to you, right? A lot of life mm -hmm. happens at you or to you. And it's like, mm -hmm. how do you, you know, how do you control that? How do you center yourself? How do you, you know, a lot of the body's principles are all theory and all conceptual. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Joseph Pilates, even in his book, like it's not about abs. Right. It's not about abdominals. It's not, not about vanity. It's about sanity. Yeah. Quote, quote, quote. Quote, quote. <laughs> <Put a little laughs> sticker. If anyone uh, doesn't already follow uh, you, I'm going to already plug you here at, at Mrs. Becky Parker has the best quotes on the mm -hmm. Instagram. It's, <laughs> I love okay, your I kids. <laughs> you, you are funny. If, you're, if your kids write you uh, a card this year saying, you think you're funny. You'd be like, you know what I am? <laughs> I'm going to roll my shoulders back and be like, I created you. I am funny. Yeah. And like bringing that to bar and like, out, it's like just being able to do just that sitting up tall check. That's hard. And I say that in my yeah. Pilates classes, I say it in bar, it is hard to sit tall, to stand tall. It requires a lot of muscles because if you start checking in with how you're sitting at your desk or how you're walking down the street, most yeah. of us are like neck forward, rounded shouldered. And, and the, yes. And it's funny you said that because I feel like a lot of times 
And this is why like Pilates is just life, right? Like <laughs> I'm going to bring this like full circle where <laughs> you're, you're kind of on autopilot, right? So like you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sitting in a chair because I sit in a chair all the time. Well, if someone was to say like, are you properly sitting in that chair? Like you're like, oh no. no. Okay. <laughs> like, start, and then, you know, you become more cognizant of, you know, um, how it should be feeling, how, you know, proper form then kind of, you know, taking it from there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have older clients that actually had to take posture classes in school. I mean, that sounds very draconian, but like also good for them because they all had very good posture. (laughs) That is. And, uh, But yeah, it's something that we can take. And I love using the bar, like not to just lean on it, not to just use it as a crunch, but also to be like, okay, here's my check-in. Here's my scent. Can I lift my hands away? And what I'll bring full circle back, like after having a baby, like you try lifting your leg and putting it in your pants day two after giving birth. Hello, wobble. Like (laughs) you really have to refocus in on you know, how to do quote unquote normal daily activities of yep. bending over of, when that you know, comes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so being a mom of three, being a business owner, I want to hear about your journey into Beachbody life. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. It actually kind of fell into my lap. Um, let's backtrack. So I, yes. I went, I was in corporate America for a really long time. Like I went to one of the best business schools in the country. I did what we were supposed to do. I worked in digital advertising for about 12 years and I had, I was a director level and I was the breadwinner. My husband is a firefighter. Uh, shameless plug, like they need to yes. make more money. Um, yes. And, and most people don't know a lot of them are volunteers yeah, in a lot of towns. And it's like, mm-mm. it's crazy. No. It's crazy. Yeah. In my second life, I'm coming back as a civil service advocate. Anyway, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for now, um, I quit after Emerson was, so I worked for a startup. We had six weeks maternity leave. Mm. If anybody has not had a child, six weeks is not enough. <laughs> no, I do you know I cry. I cried at six weeks thinking, just thinking about the prospect of having to go back to teaching or yeah. to go anywhere that like on a schedule. I was like, I can't be on a schedule right now. I'm still not on a schedule. Yeah. It's, I went back and I remember pumping in the car in the parking lot during lunch because there wasn't like a pumping room. And I just called my husband like in hysterics and he's like, just come home, come home. We'll figure it out. Like, and this is, I was making six figures, right? So long story short, I did, I quit to teach Pilates classes. And I think everyone in my life thought I was clinically insane. Right? Like I have yeah. lost my mind. But I knew at that time that I, that wasn't the life that I wanted for me, for my husband, for my child. Like I just, 
and I loved my job. It just, I wanted to be home. I felt alive when I was in the studio and I went from making six figures to like $30 a class. But I really wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I just really was kind of chasing feeling alive in the studio. Um, and so at that time, you know, I, now I've been a coach for like a little over six years. So I'm just going to throw it out there like elephant in the room. Like it's not like it was now, like when you, when it's now everyone in your newsfeed is a coach of some sort. Um, back then it, it wasn't right. So one of my friends from college was just talking about it over and over. And I was like, listen, my husband is everybody thinks I'm crazy. Like I cannot do something else right now. Like everybody thinks I've lost my mind. Um, and I just was like, no, 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 no. And then yeah, I just- I'm going to pause you before you get into the rest of that story of just kind of going back and talking about that guilt that's so wrapped up into yeah. momhood of, do I go back to work? Do I not go back to work? Yeah. Can I have a career? Can I not have a career? And everybody's answer, just like your pregnancy, just like your birth, just like raising your kids is going to be totally different. And, you know, having that moment of like, what I want to feel alive in my work and I want to feel alive at home is such a hard decision. And it makes making maybe less dollar amount in the meantime, worth every second. And there's also this illusion too, which I'm sure we can get into later that if you become something else, or if you have all of these things that you're going to be automatically making a six figure salary in the wellness world. And let's be honest, um, when people are giving it away for free and we're, and that's fine. Everybody has their choice to give away whatever they want. Mm-hmm. but it's an industry of service and, and uh, emotion. Um, it's an emotionally driven service business where we want to help. And that comes with a lot of things and it doesn't always come with benefits or a hefty salary. <laughs> no, it is not quite the opposite, quite the opposite. And it's true. It's, um, it's very scary. And I have never been, the type to, I can't make a decision to save my life. Like literally my husband is a saint. He'll be like, what do you want for breakfast? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I can't even answer. <laughs> but something about that moment in time, when I became a mom, I just did it. And something switched inside me. And it was, I'm always going to listen to my gut and figure it out. And, and we did, and you're right. Like it was a it's, big pay cut. Yeah. It's trade-offs, right? Like I'm big into like essentialism and trade-offs and like, okay. Like for me, it was not worth, well, I can't, I couldn't have gone back to work, you know, whenever you're listening to this, like New York city has not opened up small studios or gyms yet. Like it's not a reality. I can't go back. So I mean, I could, I'm doing some online stuff, but not a ton um, because the amount I would have to pay somebody to watch my child is sometimes more than what I'm making right? and, and the it, time I'm taking out. And that was, that's not worth it to me right at this moment. Right. And prepping for class and promoting yourself. And it's a lot. It's not, um, 
it's not very cut and dry. And it is, you said, it is a very emotional thing that we do. It is all about connection. And we do that because we love it. But there mm -hmm. are <clears throat> times in our lives, like postpartum, where our priorities shift a little bit. And I think you and I are very similar where we don't show up half, you know what, right? So right. it's like, if we're going to show up, if we're going to teach, if we're going to do that, we're going to be all in. And like, if we're not all in, not because we don't want to, just because current situations, you know, you have a beautiful little yeah. baby there. Like that needs to be the priority. And it doesn't mean that it'll always be this way, but I think it's, it's just a temper check, right? Sure. Um, so then when, when, um, so, you know, for those who don't know, um, you know, you were just starting to talk about like the beginning days of Beachbody and you're right. It wasn't, you know, social media has done great and not so great things for mm -hmm. the world and, you know, oversaturation in every industry is such yeah. a thing now. And, um, can you talk about what it was like or continue that story of like when you were getting into it? So it's funny, especially since it was so unknown, right? Yeah. Right. It truth. And the only, this is so funny. I, I like laugh about it. I finally said yes, because my friends did like, how terrible is that? I, I like tell my <laughs> children to be like, be yourself. Don't do what your friends do. And I'm like, oh my God, I started in a challenge group. <laughs> my friends were doing it and I didn't want to feel left out. So I signed up. They all fell off. I dove in. And at the time, speaking of money, I was teaching 10 classes a week. Hmm. And I was tired. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, because you end up doubling up because I'm not going to get childcare like seven days a week. So I would teach two to three classes on one day. And then the next day, you know, break them up a little bit. And I'm just an oversharer. Like... <laughs> if we don't know that already. So, <laughs> so I just remember I made this post on Facebook that was like, I'm one week into these at-home workouts and drinking Shakeology and I feel amazing. That was it. That's all I did. And all of a sudden I had all these people commenting like, well, what is it? I want to know. And my coach who I still was adamant, I was like, I'm not going to coach. Don't do it. My husband is going to divorce me. D don't even ask me. And <laughs> I had just left this big girl job. Like I was not ready to be like, oh, now I'm going to be a coach. And she was like, what you're doing right now, that's coaching. You're talking to people about your experience. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. I was like, I can have conversations. Like I enjoy this. I love helping people, especially like this is my passion. I could talk about this all day long. And from that moment that I realized I could use this to seriously and like financially help my family, I was like, I'm all in. And it's just been, you know, it's been cyclical um, having three children or two children since then, but it's the, it's been the one constant in my life. And I am like forever grateful that all my friends said yes. So I did too. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to be a follower. You never know how that will lead you. It's not always it's going to lead you to the best place, right? Hopefully not off the cliff, but okay. hopefully it leads you, yeah, into, you know, another 
another thing. And it's funny you say that because, it, yeah, it's, I think, how a lot of people get into a lot of things. I mean, why do you choose your major in college? Well, my parents did it, my sister, my brother, my friend. Oh, that class seems fun. Oh, this boy is very cute. I'm going to take that class. I'm going to go to this restaurant because my best friend told me it was awesome. Or I'm going to go see this movie or binge watch this Netflix show. You know, like. Absolutely. You know what? I think we debunked the follower thing. I I think it can be, it's a good, it's a good thing. That's how you become, you find your community. You follow the people that you know, or speaking the same language that are relating to you. And, um, and it's as teachers, that's who we attract to our classes. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and not everybody wants to necessarily be the leader. And I guess I can go back to like, you know, once you find yourself in the wellness world, it's like, Oh, I'm getting this training and that training and this training and blah, blah, blah. And it, you don't always have to like make what you love your job, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone listening, that's maybe not a teacher. Um, even just being an informed student, you know, I think yoga does, I say this over and over again, I think yoga does it really well with including participants right. and practitioners um, in their workshops and stuff like that, because it isn't always about making it your job or making it like, you have to be the teacher or the leader. Um, So, you know, when it comes to coaching, you know, you you found your calling of being the leader and, you know, maybe you can share just like other people have kind of like those myths like around, you know, they hear like MLM, you know, (laughs) and they they, they shut they shudder and you know what what that means so kind of what were your biggest concerns and then what do you find now having done it you said nine years you're in it and then now uh a little over six and a half um okay so it's funny you're right it's and you know what I was thinking as you were talking it's funny just to back up for one second yeah like having your love become like a job, right? Like a lot of people use this and I mean like movement or anything in the health and wellness field as an outlet, right? So like sometimes a lot of people, if they choose to make it their outlet, it isn't excite. It, it isn't um, serving that purpose anymore, right? And then they actually start to mm-hmm. resent it. And so mm-hmm. I think, and I'm sure you know a lot of people that that's happened to because it happens, right? Like you think that you want to do this and then it becomes work because as an entrepreneur, as like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's such a great point. Like the fantasy of the entrepreneur or what's kind of shown out there is, you you know, I saw something today. It's like, Oh, how to be known on the internet or why you should be on Pinterest or TikTok. Like you see these things and it's like, well, how about why you shouldn't be? You know, and let's, and, the, and, when, and then the, all the posts about peeling, oh, this is real life, like the goofy picture. No, well, that, I mean, that's like one onion layer of yeah. real life and a blooper. And it is, it's, uh, yeah, that's and, like a whole social media tangent. Um, <laughs> but you're right. And you know what? As a health and wellness coach, I would say one of my biggest pet peeves 
is when I see um, anybody in a direct sales company talk about how easy it is. Mm. Because first of all, as I tell my team, like the people that you're going to attract, they're not going to be the workers. They're not, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't throw up like a financial post. Like I make this amount of money and look at me, I'm just jumping around. Like, yeah. But what they don't see is everywhere I go, I have a binder filled with like all of my to-do lists. I have a Trello board. I have, you know, sometimes I tap into even using a virtual assistant like six and a half years in finally. Like, yeah, it's so much work. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing because it doesn't feel like work, right. but it's work. <laughs> so, but it's work. And I, and I think that is a huge misconception when it comes to, you know, even being a a, a teacher at a studio, you are your a business inside a business and it, it is what it, you want to put into it. And, you know, every studio I've always worked at, I've always seen as an opportunity to be a contributor. Like I love collaborating. And so I am like, Oh, can I, we do this? Can I add this class? Can I do nobody's asking if I want more hours. I am sitting there looking at right. the schedule, figuring out the need. And that's just something I've always been I guess attuned to or kind of did on my own I don't know but it's there's just no um I like to peel that curtain back because whether it's your journey as a mover or a business person it's the realness is it's a walk today it's not your cute outfit doing a 60 minute class or it's you're holding your baby typing with yeah. one hand to get an email out because you need to promote something that you're doing, yeah. you know, and that's real life. And, you know, you can grow into the virtual assistants. You can grow into reaching out for help and it, you know, we all have to work and it might as well be something that we like to do. Right. And, because it is messy. It is messy. It's even, like short of having a nine to five desk job. Here's your project. Here's what you're working on. Mm-hmm. There's a reason entrepreneurs quit their jobs. It's because they don't want, it's boring. It's easy. That's yeah. easy that you can go and show up and drink your coffee and half be half awake. But when you are a solopreneur or entrepreneur, you have to be all in, right? Yeah. It's, that's it's the kind of like staff meeting. Like you have to show up and you got stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And even when like talking about like the people who participate in, you know, your beach body, you have to be all in. It is what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put everything in, well, then you're only going to get a little bit out, right? It's like funny. That's one of my favorite. Um, I'm, I'm a very big tough love um leader, I guess. Um, I think I'm just kind of tough love in life because I just like to cut it straight. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite sayings is if you kind of sort of do the work, you kind of sort of get results. Right. And that's right. kind of exactly what you just said. So, and that's fine. I think there are some people, you know, it just, it has to align with your goals, right? Like in movement and in business, if And so like my team now has grown so big that I have a lot of, um, it runs the spectrum, right? Like I have people like myself, like I consider myself a full-time health and wellness coach, right? Mm -hmm. So my goals and my work to do's 
that list looks a lot different than one of my friends who signs up and is like, I just, I'm here for the team. Like, I just want to like hang out with everybody. And that's right. But like, so your list is going to look a lot different than mine. And I feel like that's one of the things that I thrive in Mm. is helping. uh, Like I, loved being a manager. I loved running a team when I had my big girl job. Like I loved that. And I, I'm taking bits and pieces of that and bringing it into my own coaching job here. You know, it's, um, I like working with my team in regards to whatever time they can allocate to this. It's my job to help them maximize that time. So it's like, if you have 15 minutes a day, here are the things that I recommend you doing to establish a solid business. You have an hour or two a day. Here's your list. It looks a little different. An hour and a half, two hours a day. Let's lock arms. You're with me. We're going this way. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, you know, it's just, it just aligns with whatever your end goal is. Yeah. And I, th- I that's so right. And it's also squashing the, uh, following of other people's goals right Mm -hmm. it's it's it doesn't have to be like oh I guarantee you're like I never got into like I guarantee you're gonna lose this amount of what I can't I don't know you (laughs) I am like like looking through the windows like wait a minute I didn't say that you could eat a pint of ice cream every night like um was just gonna say that I'm a sneaky snacker and like (laughs) a pineapple we now have a rule in quarantine that uh we can't get ice cream every week definitely not every day I can't like every grocery order cannot have ice cream in it Mm -hmm. and then I've gone down to only ordering one pint because we will both sit there my husband and I and eat a pint each and that's fine whatever who cares but like I, I don't know anyone else's habits of what they're <laughs> right. eating. Like, I don't know what sneaky snacks, like I'm not a wine, like a big wine drinker, but like I eat my calories and sugar for yeah. sure. So, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has- and, right. But yeah, being realistic about, um, um, PS listeners, my son who is three months old, thinks he's six months old and wants to stand up now all the time. <laughs> And he just is looking around. He's like, snacks? Did you say snacks? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, and it, it's like getting rid of, I, I don't know, maybe it's like being a coach, like it's, it's trying to get people to be honest, reflect in what their goals are and actually what's attainable. So you can get the most out of it because if it's like no you can do an hour and it's like can they yeah like if it was maybe they don't want it that's fine too like i don't want people on my team that want my goals those like those are my goals i want you to have your goals right and i think that's where i don't know sometimes people maybe they're not um they don't have a sure understanding of what their why is. Maybe they don't know what their goals are, right? Like a lot of times people are- They have a tryout. Well, maybe that's a reason to follow someone else's goals. Here we are, we're promoting followers. If you don't know what your goals are, follow someone else's goals and you'll quickly figure out 
<laughs> you will get there on your own. I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> You'll figure out if that's your goal or not, right? <laughs> I think maybe just like to be inspired by other people. I mean, honestly, like when I started, I knew like I have business goals and I also mm-hmm. have goals, right? So yeah. like I, and they overlap, right? Because obviously I need to do stuff in life or I want to create right. a certain lifestyle that allows me to hit these goals right. um, and then live that lifestyle. So there is a lot of overlap and I think I wouldn't have known what was possible <laughs> if I surrounding myself with other people who are also aiming big, right? So yeah. Like follow in that regard. Um, oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to bring up. If you are, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people that don't have goals, you might not have goals, <laughs> you know, it, like find your tribe, like all those like kitschy little things. Like I, I, there is truth in all, all of those sayings and, um, there's a reason they're cliche because they're overused and it, but yeah, I, would you say that you have like a common theme or a common uh, pain point or even a common goal in your clients? Like, do you find that there's like one thread that kind of goes through all of them? And by clients, I mean, you know, people that are coaches too and also participants in your program. So I would say the biggest thing now, like my demographic is, is usually moms, like, just like me, right? Like, um, and they want more. Is that like, I know that's such like a weird statement and it's like, sometimes I can't even put it into words. Um, but it's, I get it. they need like a bigger reason to show up for themselves. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, how I describe it to my husband is like all day I'm, you know, you're caring. It's not about you. And you know what? Life isn't always about you and whatever, but you know what? You still live in your own body and you want something for you. Absolutely. And and I get that more. Like I want more for me so I can give more to others and give more to my son. And absolutely. It's like one of those things where we've been talking about now, especially like given the current time with the pandemic and everything, it's, we're wearing a lot of hats, right? Like, so in a blink of an eye, we, I, I'm now a mom, I'm a homeschooler, I'm a wife. I like, there's just so many things that. Chef. <laughs> that I can't do. That I'm lucky my husband is the best, but good, good. I can't, can't even boil water. But like you, you, Pour and pour and pour into everyone else's cup, and then all of a sudden your mm. cup's empty, and you're still supposed to pour. And yeah. that's a that's, great way to put it. That's why it's necessary to make sure that we're not pouring from an empty cup. Right? Mm. And what is different to different people? But to me, it means. Um, I've become like a PD, like a personal development junkie, right? Mm. Like I, um, and of course, like I, I don't read, I don't know if you read, that's great. Like I can't (laughs) read, no, I don't, (laughs) I don't read because I don't have time to just like sit 
in re- I don't. Yeah. Honestly, the last book I read was probably Twilight when I was pregnant with Emma. Like, legit. <laughs> and um, Which is a great book, by the way. Which is a great and book, by the way. <laughs> I read but it. I listen. Like, if, you lo- if I log yes. into my Audible, I listen to books that fill me up, that um, let me pour back into myself. Um, so like while I'm folding laundry, while I'm doing my workout, while I'm driving alone in the car, if that ever happens, like I'm listening because it's, a, it's, I don't it feels it, well, it fills you up. I'm so with you on that. Like I, when I moved out to California, you know, it's a driving culture. I was in the car way more than I'd ever been before. Yeah. And previous to that, I was sitting on a train and I had time to read and I had time to like sit and be quiet and I didn't have that anymore. And in, so instead of being like, oh, like I can't read or I can't do this, like I always try to like solve the problem. It's like, well, how can I do this in a more efficient, better way yeah. and to still get what I want? Because I'm also somebody that wants it all, even though I know I can't have it all. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I still want to read my books. Um, and I do that now. I mean, yes, I'm halfway through about three books right now that I don't know if I'll ever finish, but yeah. like, <laughs> but it, it, it made me feel like I had myself back. I had some control over the busyness, over the constant output. And um, yeah, I think you can get really creative with, you know, your time and, and your workouts and like, what you were saying, like, if you have that 15 minutes, like, listen, this guy doesn't always sleep for an hour, as we can hear. And <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, I have, I know I'll have 15 minutes of him sleeping. What can I do? So this is actually a good segue, right? Because yeah, one of the things I think, I'm not really sure, it, 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 for me, it happened when I became a mom. I be, you have to become so intentional with your time, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I kind of laugh because you're like, I have three books I haven't finished yet. My Audible is literally like everything. It says like six hours left, <laughs> nine hours left because I'm an intentional, intentional about the fact where like, if I'm not resonating with this book or if it's not like doing it's it, gone. I'm gone with it. Like, I don't care. I'm on to the next one. And it's the same with movement. It's the mm-hmm. same with, like we talked about, hanging around people that don't bring back the same energy. Like, just, yeah, it's a priority thing and it's being intentional. Well, you have no other choice as right. a mom to not be intentional. So if it's advice like moms can give to their children or to peers or whatever, like, you know, it's not about like how to be like the best mom and like how to get them to nap. It's a, I think the best advice or the best lesson that can be taught is being extremely intentional and getting rid of things that don't serve you anymore. And that are, and you know, that's not always, can't always happen right away, but like it can be as small as like, this book is not doing it for me. Bye. This TV show. Like I always joke, actually this happened like last night. Uh, we were watching this show alone and it's about surviving in the wilderness. I don't know why, whatever. It's extreme show. The, it was great. Season six. Amazing. We're like, let's go watch every season. <laughs> you know what? The other seasons, cause I think Netflix might've produced this last one. The other seasons weren't so great. Yeah. And my husband is somebody who will watch 
something to death. Like he will, he watched The Walking Dead and hated it by the end. And I was like, can you not? This is so negative. You're wasting your precious time, like watching this thing that you don't like. And so last night I was like, you don't like this. We don't have to watch this. We have better things to do with our time. And there's so many other things to watch. Like, let's just turn it off. And it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like it's time to shut off the things that don't just don't work for you you know like and maybe that's like advice like for people that are getting wiser like you hear like oh in my 20s I was this in my 30s I was this in my 40s I don't give an f or whatever like and that just comes with time experience and just letting go of like our time is precious like do what you want with it do the job you want have the life you want because you can get it and like it doesn't mean it might look like someone else's or whatever. Like I'm going to make six figures and whatever, but you can certainly live a day to day life. That's right. Bud. Your life and fun and happy and work, but not work, you know, <laughs> it feel, feel good. It's funny, right? Because it seems, <clears throat> excuse me. I think people get scared of the end result, right? So like say, Somebody wants to make this big, huge change, and right. whether it's in their life or in, in movement, right? And yeah. end result is so different from where they are right now that they get scared and they go like catatonic. Mm. Now, like what I tell my team and what I tell you know people that are asking me ab- about what I do, it's like, how about we start just incorporating one small thing each day, right? So it's... It's just healthy habits and good stuff happens and snowballs just as easily as bad habits. Yeah. And once. Oh, and not to interrupt, but, um, you know, anybody out there that we've all experienced a, at this point, a 90 day quarantine, we're just opening up. I mean, they say like things don't change in 30 days. Things change in 90 days. What habits are you bringing out of this and what habits did you create? Like what, how was your time used? And I think we're seeing a lot of thriving and not thriving of like, Oh, where did that time go? Yeah. Or like lost, you know, like nothing's happening. Right. It's so anyways, but their habits so damn bad. Yeah. Well, I see like both ends of the spectrum and it's true. I think quarantine really shines a light on stuff. Right. And like, I saw a meme the other day that was like, it's not a productivity contest, Karen, like, Karen, Karen. but you know what? It's okay. Because I'm Becky and I get it too. Oh, yes. You're right. Uh, (laughs) Got to make up names. When uh, Hurricane Sandy happened, I have a friend, Sandy, and she's like, man, really? You had a name of catastrophic hurricane after me? Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't, I support whatever you need to do to get through quarantine as long as it's keeping you happy. Mm -hmm. Right. In, I guess, I mean, on some days I wake up and I want to take over the world on other days. I shut my phone off. And it becomes a let's like play outside, let's watch a movie, let's cuddle, let's do some stuff. 
Now, if I was to choose the cuddling and sitting on the couch and eating snacks all day, if I did that for 90 days, I just know that I would be in a different place mentally. So I do, I think it ebbs and flows. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to giving yourself grace. It's definitely not a productivity uh, competition. But I've certainly asked myself, well, again, giving myself grace. I just had a baby and people are like, you just had a baby. I'm like, I know, but uh, that's who I am. I want to do things. Um, but I have to look at myself now and kind of the fears that have been instilled in me of, you know, having a baby during this and being told like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anyone. Don't go near anybody. I'm like, okay. Like I was mourning like the fact that I couldn't be what I kept saying. I can't be the mom that I wanted to be. Well, I have to figure out a different way to be that kind of mom of getting up and going, mm-hmm. seeing people and hanging out and doing the lunch with the friends and still yeah. teaching the classes. It, do, it definitely doesn't look the same. You know, I bought all of the travel baby stuff because we were supposed to be hitting the road this month and yeah. it's not happening. So, you know what? We're renting an RV this fall. Like that's what, because I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid to fly with him, you know, yeah. and should I be, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And if I didn't have him, I would be on that plane, whatever. I don't know. But like, I just, I don't have those answers. I don't think we have enough solid answers. And I definitely have the fear of like <clears throat> touching things. Yeah. And so it, I have to figure out like, well, okay, if travel is important to me, if, you know, seeing family that's far away is important to me or if you know getting up and going and showing this kid that like you know we're just going to be on the move we're going we're going to a different park today we're going on an adventure I have to figure out what that looks like you know like I can't go to the museum I love going to the museum well okay where else can I go it's being it's yeah things and you know what it's funny it's I think one of the things that keeps me going, especially in quarantine, right? Is like, I, I, ugh. it's tough. It's really yeah. tough. Like I did not, this third kid was a surprise, but three kids and a dog and a husband in quarantine is like, <laughs> it's a whole new level. But yeah. Like I just, I can't, it's, I need like a moment of a, a pause for that. I, I want to look back and be the type of person that, I survived through it. Like, if yeah. I survive, I thrive. Yeah. It's, it's a decision. Yeah. It is a decision. And it, I, it is definitely shine, shown a light on us all. And I think I definitely was hyper aware of the fact that, you know, you can, am I going to come out shining or am I going to come out crying? Like, right. And I think it was a good, it's a good lesson for us all. And I think it just a little bit every day counts. And I think that maybe that's the full circle of what we're talking about now, but every little bit counts and maybe some, some days it's zero. And then the next day it's 10, the next day it's five, the next day it's two, you know, it's, that's exactly it. And it's funny <clears throat> because I've been speaking on a lot of um, like other team calls lately and they're like, well, what is it about you that's different? Yeah. And, like, first of all, I'm, 
a stone cold weirdo. So like, I'm just, <laughs> but, but I think, oh my God, the little cough, I can't handle it. Um, like my ovaries are like, oh my God, but like, I what's happening? I know he hiccups um, and ca- like chokes all the time, but that's okay. fun. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's always interesting. Keep you on your toes. Um, yeah. I am just consistent AF. I, I show up. I Mm. will always show up. So like, whether it's hard, whether it's a good day, whether it's a bad day, I'm showing up. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because everybody's like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my husband. I'm stuck in this house forever. Like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, so my husband, um, was a fire is is a firefighter, um, but he was injured on the job, mm. so we had to go through this long <laughs> battle yeah. of retirement. Right when he, we're like not even thirty seven, and we're talking about retirement, like, this is not yeah. what we envisioned for life. Right, um, and he had we had a, our own business, the, um, hung gutter. Right, mm-hmm. so we had to. He's been, he's been home with me since about 2015. So I've been quarantined for like five years. Like I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Yeah. It's funny because in my business, so I've been a coach for six years. He's been home with me for five years. I, what I call, what we call rank advance, right? Which is like moving your business forward and and alludes to a lot of, um, you know, financial stuff, recognition, all this stuff. I rank advanced one time in five years. And now this past year, I was just, I just decided, like, I am done playing little. I'm mm. done playing small. I'm going all in. I care that I'm going to have three children. Yeah. They're expensive. <laughs> Let's do this. And I rank advanced three times in the past yes. year. Yes. See? So... It ebbs and flows. There's no right or wrong. One day you might want to do a lot. One day you might want to do a little. You just got to do. Perfect lesson for all. And you just got to do. I mean, otherwise, I mean, not to be morbid, why are we here? (laughs) But that's serious. It seems like it's such a simple thing to say, but like this life is very short. If you are not waking up with like a fire in your bones to do something, and it doesn't have to be a job, right? It doesn't have to be a job. But if you don't have something in your life that lights you up, call me. I'm going to help you find something. Like we're going to do something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Something. Well, and speaking of retirement, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. Um, Sorry, we're moving to the changing table. Yeah. But, hi. Um, it's just being fussy. Yeah. But it's uh, when you all of a sudden have all the time, you know, like your husband, like not all the time, whatever, you guys have kids and all of that, but you have time now and he's not doing what he set out to be doing. Like, you know, we set out as teachers to be teachers and all of a sudden that was taken away from all of us. Yeah. And, you know, what do we do with that? What do we do? You know, and so I think we've all experienced having the time and having the overwhelm 
you weren't burnt out before. I'm sure you're burnt out now. Right. And right. you know, what, how can you move that needle in, in your life and to keep going and to, and to have fun and to love it and to keep being curious. Right. It's hard to, and I think this is also not to bring everything back to the pandemic, but I think it really does. Like there isn't a lot that we can control. The one thing that I can control that you can control that anybody can control is how you show up and what you do. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, uh, who gets your time? What are you, what are you doing with your days? Like that is literally the only thing I can control. And there is yeah. no right or wrong, right? Like, like you said, it's, it's, we don't know how to navigate this. This is uncharted territory. Right. So I think there's two questions to ask yourself, right? Like, is what I'm doing making me happy? Is what I'm doing benefiting me? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then like, I think it's like a, it's a hard look inside, right? Because those are some questions that like you might not want to have to ask yourself, but otherwise then you're just like a cog in the wheel mm. and you're on autopilot. Right. And you, you just full circled our whole conversation. I did. Yay. I did. Thank you. That was such a perfect, so perfect. And that can be on a grand scale. Like you said, you were done playing small and you know, if right now small is what's on the table. Great. But it can always change and you, yeah, not being that cognitive meal, that was perfect. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that, tie that in a bow. And, but um, I'm gonna ask you my last two questions that I ask everybody is you know, the herd at the bar, is there something that especially as we know it, it's not just about bar workouts, bar exercises, there's so much more humanity and community in what we do. But is there something that you've heard at the bar, around the bar, in the bar, outside of the bar that is either like a myth that you want to debunk or something that you know to be true or could be true or? I, <clears throat> I've actually, okay, this is good because I've actually, I feel like built my entire life <laughs> on debunking the fact that you have to look a certain way to be at the bar. Mm. Um, I, and I, I'm going to add a certain age. Yes. A certain anything, mm. right? Like a certain, I only wear crop tops, a certain, I am <laughs> age of 20 and 30. Like I yeah. am whatever, like whatever it is, show up. Like when I went to my first class and I, after my friend's post on Facebook, I remember going, so I was a couple of months postpartum, and I remember, I remember the class, I remember the teacher, who's actually one of my good friends now. I went to that class, like 50 pounds overweight, in a t-shirt, in baggy pants, and I remember looking around that room and being like, I am the, like, first, I was the biggest person in the room. And second, I couldn't even do a sit-up as we're we were talking about like, you sure, know, humbling yeah. thing, right? I couldn't do a sit-up. And I remember being in that room at that second and being like, I'm going to teach. Mm. Why? Like, who am I? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I did because 
I don't, I don't know. Like it was just, uh, well, you knew that you could speak to somebody like yourself yeah, and get them in that room. And let's be honest, pre-social media, again, we're like of the same age group and you went to the gym in your Sophie shorts and your t-shirt that you probably got at high school. Yeah. You, You didn't have the set. You didn't have the whatever the cute outfit it wasn't about a scene yeah it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and also let's expand outside of the big cities like I love doing this listen I love myself a set I love myself a crop top but when I first started teaching and and now you know my clients were like now you'll know how we feel like after having a baby I was like all right I'll report back in and I you know I ran into one of my clients on the street and I was like you know you're right I know how you feel and I would have never known what a beginner felt like because I was always a mover I would have never known how mom you know postpartum person would feel like um other, other than going through it. And, you know, my clients I was teaching weren't me. And when I moved into this, the city and even being in California, yeah, I definitely saw more people that were like in shape and had the clothes and this, but most of my experience teaching was not that. So how, you know, how do you, you bring those people to the table and how do you get the message? I think more so now because of social media. I don't know if we were talking about this as much, you know, there's always the gym intimidation, like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because everyone's in shape. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bally's like advertising, everyone's like pretty and in shape. Yeah. But was, I don't know if it was such a thing as it is now because it's so in our face and now, you know, studios and classes use influencers to showcase their classes and that's a look. Yeah. And yeah, it's just something to be thought of because, you know, listen, like I, I've, I was always somebody in shape and that, that was my path, you know, as a dancer and whatever. And like, but I also was super conscious of the people I was teaching. I was not going to drop into my split and be like, and now we're going to split like (laughs) (laughs) hamstring stretches, like 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 Irish exited out of there and been like, exactly. Like if even touching my toes, because I knew that what was going to come back at me, Oh, well you're the teacher. Yeah. Well, who cares what I can do? And let yeah. me tell you, most people can do more things than I can do. Like these muscles are for show is what I say. Like they're, they're not always functional. So <laughs> it's true. And you know, I, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for me anyways. Like I, I know there's a lot of me's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like the ones who can't hold an eight count, who have no rhythm, like all of these things, but I want people to come to my class and I want people to come to my challenge groups and I want them leaving feeling just a little lighter, feeling a little bit more confident, feeling like they're perfect the exact way that they are, but always trying to get a little bit better. Like that's like my team saying, we're the B team because I don't want to be on the A team. Like, I don't want to be perfect. Those people are boring. Like, I don't want those people. (laughs) I like my workouts. I like my wine. 
I am comfortably living somewhere in the middle and I'm happy AF. Like, yeah, that's, those are my people. Yeah. And especially like as teachers, like, yes, we want to speak to our audience, right. And we attract those people. And I teach to two different groups. I teach to my, when I say my real life clients and I teach to my teachers or, you know, the people you're coaching that are on your coaching team. And that's a different group. You know, I can teach in a very stylized, upbeat, like showcasey way. You know, I'm cracking all the jokes. I'm running around and, you know, high kicking away. And my, but anybody that's come to my real classes and been in the studio with me, they get very surprised of how casual and calm and like a little chatty and we're getting yeah. it done, but like, Ooh, that's, Ooh, we did something. Ooh, okay. Yeah. See, it's the lazy man's exercise, but yes. Yeah. But yeah. And because that's not my, in my real life people that are, that happen to live in the neighborhood that happen to be, you know, I, I worked in a retirement area for a long time wasn't getting 20 year olds. So what does that look like? You know, so being able to switch your hat as a teacher too, and, you know, to also like notice like who's in the room, like, I don't need to be drop splitting in front of my 65 and olders. I don't need to be, you know, and I don't need to be in performance mode to prove something as a teacher. And I think that came with experience too, now being older and having, you know, taught for so long. It's like, I don't need to be the performer teacher all the time. Right. To be a good, quote unquote, good teacher. And I think, right? yes. And I, I, I almost think, how am I putting this into words? There is, I was just going to say, oh my God, I turned into my mom. There's an ASS for every seat, right? So like sometimes people like want, maybe they want that, right? Like maybe yeah. they want to run into a class like, have somebody be screaming at them, like have them like maybe the radio is so loud and like they just kind of go off. Like I literally, that's my nightmare. That is my nightmare. And it's funny because at a studio I taught at, one of the, um, one of the feedback that I received was I went over too many modifications and my pace was a little slower. No, like, thanks. <laughs> Okay. Right. But like to me, again, I could have been like, oh my God, I totally need to turn up my, my, my radio. I need to do this. I need a new playlist. I need to knock in modifications. I just need to do it. But that's not me. Right. And that's not my people either. Right. Right. Like the people that come to my classes, I know how to read a room. I have a relationship with the people that come to my class and that's why they come to my class and not the class before me or after me. Right. So I think it's like kind of like a, like exactly like you said, like coming into your own and not letting, like that's, people are always going to have opinions, right? But I know my strength. And if that's not a fit like here, like maybe that's a sign from the universe to bring it somewhere else and, you know, do my own thing. And, you know, somebody wants whatever you got. And they do. And there's how many people out there in the world? There's so many people, right? And that will bring us to, we talked about wine, but what's in your BAR? 
<laughs> oh, can I show you? I'm actually, I wish I could show you. We're not doing a screen. So hold on. I'm going to show you. But you can show. You can show. I'm going to show you because so I, have a new, I have a new obsession um, with Fitvine wine because it's the lowest um, sugar and sulfate. So it um, helps with, um, you know, hey. over that you might have. But I, <laughs> I wanted to show you this. It's a, um, I've been trying to make a new healthy cocktail. Should I, sh I'm going to show you, but look at what I'm using to measure yeah. my shot. It's a nursing Oh my God. Thing. <laughs> it's a nursing bottle. <laughs> Talk about creativity. What's in your bar? Yeah. A nursing bottle and a bottle of tequila. <laughs> you. That's just me. So a little bit of sparkling water and topped off with kombucha. And Love it's it. like my summer cocktail. It's perfect. It sounds refreshing. I had my first uh, glass of wine not too long ago. Was it everything? I know. I had a massive hangover and I was like, this sucks. And then the next weekend I had another one. I went a little slower. It was nice. I have to say, because I, uh, now we're hearing New York City in the background. Um, yeah, I was, I was nervous. I was a little scared because I was not sure what I was going to expect. I'm like, is it worth, like talking about trade-offs, I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to feel hungover and get up tonight? Like, <laughs> the struggle. It, 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 it was, the struggle. yeah, I was a little happier waking up at two in the morning after that glass of wine. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, still see. feeling good. I don't mind being awake right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, but it is, it's, it's you know. The first one back, it's just, it, I feel like it almost makes you, um, feel like a little bit more like yourself, except then you have this like gorgeous little human next to you and you're like, oh, life's that much better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you for talking with me today. Can you tell everybody where to find and follow you? Yes. So you can find me. Um, I like to think Instagram's my main home, uh, yeah. I'm at, at Mrs. Becky Parker. Um, and I'm over on Facebook and I also have, um, a website, bufit.com. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody for tuning in. If you'd like to write into the podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. You can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com where you will find show notes, archive episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.